0: On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with entrepreneur and author Joe Polizzi about creating content marketing and creating an event that matters. delivering marketing joy. I am your host, Kirby Haasman, and with me is a second-time guest. I'm so excited to have him back. Joe Palizzi is the founder of Content Marketing Institute, author of great books. I'm serious. This is not just not blowing smoke, but I've read uh, the both of these, Content Inc. and Epic Content Marketing. They are fantastic. So, Joe, thanks so much for taking the time.
1: Kirby, Kirby, thanks thanks so much. much. I I brought brought my orange hat out for you today, today, so I'm excited excited to 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 deliver a little bit of marketing joy.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, because you're grinding. It's like, you know, you're grinding on your event coming up.
1: If we're not delivering delivering joy in marketing, what are we doing? That's the question we need to ask. (laughs) That's right.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, uh, so I want to jump right in on some questions with you. Uh, So, one of the things I know about you is you were an early pioneer. So, you were teaching content marketing uh, for a while now, for years now. So what's the one thing that you wish, as you look out over the landscape, that brands and entrepreneurs understood better about content marketing?
1: It's hard hard to put, Kirby, it's a great question. question. It's hard hard to put put that that into one thing. thing. Mm -hmm. I I would throw in a couple of things. Uh, First of all is the The idea of patience. Uh, we know from all our research it takes you know a good solid twelve to eighteen months to really build what I would call a minimum viable audience, yeah. so that you can actually see a behavior change over time and really build a subscriber base. Most businesses, small, medium-sized, large, nonprofit, for-profit, they just do not have the patience for that. Mm-hmm. They want to see results in what are we doing in three months and yeah. six months and yeah, you can see some indicators, but it's going to take longer than that. I think the the other thing I would say is focusing on one audience at a time. Mm -hmm. I see this mistake made over and over again, like somebody will put a blog up and I'll say, well, who's your target audience for that blog? Oh, we're targeting the CEO, the CFO, the plant manager, this, that, and the other. I'm like, okay, I can tell you this is not gonna work. You are going to fail miserably. At least we know it right now. I, I think you gotta remember, If you look at any great media company, they always start with targeting one very specific audience, and that's where the opportunity is. So find that audience, whatever the low-hanging fruit audience is that you can make an immediate impact with. And then... You, if you, if you do, do that, your your content, content will be, be relevant, relevant enough. Mm, if you yeah. uh, water it down, down to too many audiences, there's, there's no way you can, can be relevant and enough, and there are other people that will come in with that. better information. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, those those are really good advice. I think it's funny because I think I'm pretty good on the patient side, but I do I struggle on narrowing the audience. So I I appreciate the the, the insight. Uh, it's not easy. It's yeah, not easy, it's
1: easy to, to do, do because if you talk to, to Let's say you're talking to a large, we work with large B2B brands for the most part, right. and you go in and you say, okay, you've got to focus on one audience, and they say, well, we've got 10 to 15 personas, yeah. and if we look beyond, in this product group, we have another 30 personas or whatever, and I'm like, that's fine, but, but don't, don't use content, content marketing to target all those audiences. Right. This just target one at a time, so that's where you see some really savvy businesses that are saying, okay, we're with this initiative, we just want to target this group of people for this specific initiative. And then we're going to do something else over here with a podcast and something over here with a blog. Yeah. You don't have to boil the ocean, yeah, as we no, say, with, with too many audiences and too many different content types. types. No, it's, like, it's awesome advice.
0: So, And you know this better than most. I mean, over the last five to 10 years, content marketing in terms of blogs has really reshaped the way brands are built in terms of speed and, as you said, target. What do you see as the next seismic shift with content marketing?
1: So, I've been thinking a lot about this, Jeremy, because uh, so, Rob, I think you know, Robert Rose and I, uh, we just finished our latest book called Killing Marketing. So, that's coming out in September, releasing it at at Content Marketing World. And the idea is I mean, we're having a little bit of fun with the title, but we really do believe that marketing needs a complete overhaul. Mm -hmm. And our belief is that marketing itself was built to be a profit center and not a cost center, not an expense center. And what we talk about in the book is there's, there's 10 different ways to generate revenue from an audience. So instead of short term campaigns, instead of interruption, what if we built an audience, a loyal audience that knows, likes, and trusts us, and what could that do for our business? And then how could we generate revenues from that? I mean, we could generate revenues just like media companies do. We yeah. could generate revenues and sell more products and sell more services and sell training and have big events. And so that's where I see is the next level where you almost look at it as, and we talk about this in content in my last book, Content Inc. as well, as the business model itself, but... If you're not going to, if this is not going to be the business, what do you do? We really think that you need to reevaluate your marketing. And what this will mean is that media companies and companies that sell products and services Will look exactly the same. Yes. Like you, you might perceive them as different. Like yeah. you might say, "Oh, the New York Times or the Washington Journal is different than Apple or Google or whatever." But if you really look at what they're doing from a marketing standpoint, and a content creation standpoint, and a revenue generation standpoint, there's not going to be any difference. Mm. So that's where I think we're headed. Uh, we've seen this happen right now. I mean, New York Times. Wall Street Journal, they sell products and services. We just don't talk about it very much. BuzzFeed has a great product that they offer. Um, they sell these tasty cookbooks. Mm-hmm. They sell 100, over 100,000 cookbooks. So if you think about BuzzFeed in the cookbook business, they're selling print cookbooks. Yeah. So they're selling products. They're selling services. Um, and then what you're seeing is the Cisco systems of the world are starting to sell media. You've got mm-hmm. what's one of the largest most profitable events in the world. It's Dreamforce mm-hmm. from Salesforce. Mm-hmm. It's not a media company. So these are the things we're starting to see that are, are, you know, are raising up, and we're starting to notice them, but most people haven't. So that's where I think we're going to see in the next five to ten years is there's not going to be any difference between media companies and uh, market, and, and companies that sell products and services, and we actually need to look at the marketing function differently because of it.
0: It's so funny you say that, Joe. I've been talking to my clients about how everybody's a media company today. And so I, I, I think you're spot on. I think that's super, super cool. Um, so final question for you, man. Uh, sure. One of the things I love is that you guys have your own, you know, Content Marketing Institute as Content Marketing World, the event. And so I think that's really cool. So why did you decide to do that? And who are the people that should attend that?
1: Well, the – the first thing, so I've been in publishing, you talked about sort of my years in this business. I've been in the publishing industry for 20 years now, and I and I grew up uh, looking at the three legs of the stool. So once you build a loyal audience, if you're really going to do this and you're really committed to a, so an audience, you need to have the leading online destination, you need to have the leading print component, and you need to have the leading event in-person component. And Mm -hmm. I really believe that. And that's when we launched Content Marketing Institute. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing when I wrote down the business plan, Kirby. I said, okay, we're going to have these three things, launch contentmarketinginstitute.com, launch Chief Content Officer Magazine, and then launch Content Marketing World. For a community to thrive, you need all three of those Mm -hmm. things, I believe. Now, maybe some people would say you don't need print, but I think there's a huge opportunity in print, and we're going to talk – We can, don't, that's a whole yeah. other episode. <laughs> but you're talking about the event component. There, Everything that we do leads to the event in some way because that's our revenue-generating activity. So this year we'll have – 4,000 uh, marketers from 75 countries coming into Cleveland, Ohio, September 5th through 8th. It's our seventh year doing this. And that's where we, we, we generate revenue directly from that, and then we generate revenue from that. So then people sign up to our training, and and then people uh, uh, the, the sponsors not only buy an exhibit booth, but they want to do webinars, and they want to do other things with us, and custom content. So it really is sort of our sun, if you will, of mm-hmm. our business model activity. Yeah. And, um, God, we started as a, as a dream. And in 2011, I was hoping to get hundred people in Cleveland, Ohio. We had 600 attend in that wow. year. And now we've got, the, you know, well, it's the largest content marketing event. And it's one of those places that if you really want to understand content marketing, not basic stuff, like really intermediate to advanced and really understand how to do, what do I need to do from a conversion standpoint? How do I build a loyal audience? How do I monetize that own audience? How do I measure it? How to integrate it with everything else I'm doing? That's what Content Marketing World is for. We have 14 concurrent tracks this year. Hard to believe. I think we have over 150 sessions yeah. or something like that. It's really, um, it's kind of. <laughs> that's why people that are larger companies they bring 10, 15 people yeah. so that they can send, um, you know, each person to, to each track. So yeah, it's my it's my baby. I love <laughs> Content Marketing World. I just love at some point all this stuff we're doing digitally. So you just kind of get outside of the CMW pitch for a second. Yeah. All the stuff that that we do online yeah. to build relationships is solidified in person. Yeah. Like without that in-person component, I think you could be missing something as part of your marketing program. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have the, the uh, sales forces of the world right. uh, do a big event like Dreamforce and Adobe and Oracle and Marketo, and all the other companies i have been to their user events this year. They really do this because it solidifies the business relationship. That in-person component is still critical. So we can build our huge audiences on the outside digitally, but we can solidify them in person. So I really believe that's an important component. No,
0: I t- it makes total sense. It's funny. It reminds me of a quote that I heard where it said, hey, um, online presence or your social media is not gonna replace a handshake, but it will turn a handshake into a hug. And I. That's, I good. That, that's good. Yeah, I like that. And it's one of those things that I think that's been true for me, where when I go to those events and I see somebody who I've developed a relationship online, you're right. It solidifies that and makes it stronger. And so I admire what you're doing. And, and, and by, by the way, way, just so you know, know I mean, advance,
1: events again, again, with our, with our, with the our research, research that we, we do every, every year yeah. is. I think the number one or the number two tactic for content marketing. Mm-hmm. So whether you're talking about small customer events or roadshows or one larger event, I mean, if you aren't doing one, you, mm-hmm. you might be missing something. So I, I would look into doing some in-person component, even, even mm-hmm. to take maybe those really good customers and make them great customers, and maybe an event will do that for you.
0: That's cool. All right, man. Well, you've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me?
1: I do, you know. So this is, you've been having what 140 plus (laughs) episodes of this thing. So you've heard some really interesting takes from a lot of different people all around the world. What do you think is the game changer in the next five to seven years? Is there a game changer, or is it back to basics? Like, what 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 guess did you get on and just say? Oh my God, I never, never realized this and this is going, going to change everything. Is there something like that that you've heard it, yeah, in the past year or so? Um, you know, it, it's a great
0: question and a tough one. as I, I'm sure you know, yeah. right? So I, I think it's a, it's a combination of both the, the forward thinking things that you're doing and the back to basics things. Because whenever I talk to people who really do content and social media and you know, that, right. It's funny how the, it, it that is the newest way to build relationships the old way. And so, you know, it's patience, it's consistency, it's b- giving first, you know, providing yep. value up front before you try and go for the ask, which by the way, is the same way that people did business when our grandparents were in That's small exactly towns. Right. And so, you know, I think one of the challenges is people think social media content, just exactly what you said, is they think that, oh, I need results right away. And again, 140, 150 episodes in, it's so funny. I'm just now starting to see the the seeds come to fruition, and it would have been really easy to stop at 20 episodes. I almost did. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, uh, Seth Godin, uh, at the time, had seen it and said, "Hey, you should keep doing that. In three years, you'll be glad you did." And if Seth Godin tells you to do something, you do you it. You have, have to do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah right. You're sort of it, yeah, but it's <laughs> but it's funny. Why? Because of patience and consistency and providing value. And so um, I don't know that there's like, you know, I don't you know, I think virtual reality is gonna be big, but I think it's all going to come back to basics of those business principles that have lasted a lifetime. So
1: well, I think the the key point in what you said is so true is we see most people that try to build experiences digitally through content creation, they fall out at some point. They stay absolutely stopped. So, I mean, you could talk about quality of content all day long, and Lord knows that companies have issues with quality of content. There's some really horrible stuff out there. But the bigger problem is people stop. Yeah. So, and it's easy to do that, right? You're like, oh, I haven't seen anything. I mean, why am I doing this in the first place? But, you know, once you get there, and that's why when in publishing in the heyday, when we were doing print magazines and monetizing them, it was, we set a three to five year plan. Like, why would you do a three to five year plan for a print magazine? Because it takes a long time to build a loyal audience and it takes a longer time to monetize that audience. But once you do, you have an asset forever, yeah, So, so that's what—that's what, that's what, that's the payoff, right? It's not that you're just, just doing, doing it short-term like a campaign. campaign. You actually, actually have created the asset. And you've, you've done, done that. So yeah. congratulations.
0: Thanks, man. And g- good luck at the conference. I know it's going to be awesome. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Right. So if you're watching this right now, you're probably the target audience for Content Marketing World, so you should check it out. And if you haven't already read Joe's books, I'm not kidding. I've read uh, both content, marketing, um, content Inc. and Epic Content Marketing, and they're really, really good. So Joe? Thank you.
1: I'll see see you in another 100 episodes. episodes. (laughs) Right. That
0: That wraps up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.